Welcome to the Data Cafe. I'm Jason. And I'm Jeremy. And today we're talking about failure. Actually, have we realised we have a birthday to celebrate? We have a birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are one. How about that? One year old on the air. It's... So good. I didn't realise that a year had like crept up on us. Um, and what a year it's been. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure. It has. It really has. And and uh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know what to expect from this. But I'm blown away by the fact that it's gone a year. The fact we've done what this is the 17th episode. Is it? And oh, I don't even know. Actually, I think so. well, yeah, 17 episodes. Not bad going. And uh, I certainly didn't think we'd do that many. And it's been such fun. Loved it. Yeah. And major. Thank you and shout out to all of our brilliant guests for that. Oh, They've word. been fantastic. And I know that you've engaged with them a lot. So thanks to them for their time. Yeah, they make it what it is. And it's been it's been fantastic talking with all these uh, really interesting people, certainly. And of course, our listeners. Yeah. Thank you to all of our listeners tuning in. Absolutely. And now what we're going to talk about today is failure. <laughs> yes, yes. But I think this is good failure, sort of, anyway. Yeah, I think so insofar as I've been reading these reports about um, why data science projects can fail, at least motivating it from a data point of view. So the data says that data projects can fail um, up to 80, what is it, 85% of big data projects fail according to a Gartner report in 2017. Wow. Which is massive. Um, Yeah. And I think they had a 2020 report that said... CEOs say that the ones that land, only about 8% of them generate value. So the actual success rate is really low. Gosh, Um, that is low. Now, I question this from the point of view of, yeah, just because something has failed doesn't mean you haven't got a lot of learnings that then mean you're more likely to succeed next time round. So that's obviously not captured in these reports. Mm Mm-hmm. That's one way, but I mean, obviously it can go the other way, which is you hand your fingers burnt, and so mm. you, you never go that, down that road again, right? So True, yeah, true, yeah. And so I think what we can chat about today is some of the points that we could maybe avoid or help people avoid for your own data science projects failing potentially. Exactly. So although this is about failure, really it's about... Let's, let's see how we can learn so that we can succeed. I mean, let's, exactly. be, let's be honest. That, that, that's the upper. That's the real upper. Yes. So I want to play a game with you today, Jason, then. So if, you're, yeah. if, you're, if you'll indulge me. Um, yeah, I, I love games. <laughs> I have, I have, I reckon, six pretty broad reasons why data science projects are prone to prone to failure and it can be combinations of those reasons of course it can be more than one but i have six yeah. core sort of reasons why and i call those the micro reasons but they are they're really important but then there's a big whopper there's the big reason why i think okay. a project projects fail so I, I i want you to maybe from your own experience or from experience you've read about i want you to have a crack at seeing whether you can you can get some of these and, and we'll have a chat about that. Okay, so this is like um, data project bingo. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> See if I hit them all. Yeah. Okay. Which so... I'll soon, I'll soon get sound effects. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need one of those soundboards. That should have been a one-year gift to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I have to just come up with something that immediately to me is something I would have yep. like seen as a possible failure from the exposure that I've had to projects. Um, number one on my list is probably engagement. 
Right. And stakeholders need to be engaged, engaged with you as a solution provider, engaged with the problem in the company, engaged with the strategy of the company, because you want it to align with their overarching KPIs. And once they're on board, great. That's like (laughs) major obstacle number one. Yeah. That is definitely that is definitely one of the key reasons why projects fail. I think if you don't have engaged stakeholders, I've I've worked in several projects where stakeholders have fallen out of love with the idea of doing the project, or never really bought into the idea of doing the project in the first place, or don't realise sometimes sometimes some the person set, is the person setting the project up having this great oh we should talk to the data science team they're really great they're they're not they're actually nothing to do with the pathway to to delivering that project and so the people who actually have to work with the tools that you develop are going sorry what's this where did this come from we didn't ask for this and so that can be a real issue and of course they're just as much stakeholders in fact really they are the stakeholders in this case so yeah stakeholder engagement number one that's a really good really good get well done Oh, I have to get, go for... Yeah, oh, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> I was just like sitting on that victory like, great. No, 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 I'm not letting you go home that easily. And that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, get another coffee here. Um, number two, the data itself has to be clean. Or oh, at least yes. in some form that's usable. Um, Absolutely. I was a talk this week and somebody referred to their data. I don't know what to call it, but they called it a swamp. Data <laughs> swamp. Like, it might have been a cloud. It might have been a, a lake somewhere, but they referred to it as a swamp. Yep. And I was like, wow, yeah, there could be a swamp of data that people are saying. Let's get some scientists in to look at this swamp. And it's like, oh, we need to prep the data better than this. Yeah. Yeah. How it's been collected when it was collected and, and how that collection mechanism has changed as it always, always, almost always does Very over good, time. Yeah. Uh, who knows about the data? You know, I think organizations that do this well typically have curators, you know, who are really experienced, really savvy people who look after in sometimes individual tables and they, they know, they know everything about the 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 columns the metadata the the provenance of that data yeah. and and they can they they are the go to people for that uh, that data set and allow you to then say oh well can you tell me all about that that how we're collecting that longitude and latitude and what what level of accuracy we have and when we changed equipment how did that affect the the output yeah. all of this stuff is just so so important but but so so often you only discover when you're well buried within 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 the project how quite how parlous a state it can be in I've engaged with some data analysts who've blown me away at their knowledge of the depth of the data that they have. Right, right, exactly. They're so key. I mean, sometimes it's, it's community knowledge. You know, that a team has that data, that knowledge about the data, or the, or some stakeholders have the knowledge. But it, it's rarely in one place. I find you know you you often have to search and hunt high and low to to, to find the people who really know. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Stakeholders and data. We have to do good hits straight off the bat. Yeah. This is this isn't a bite episode anymore. We're going to be here for a while. I, I'm going to. I have a list to go through, don't I? Um, number three. One of the things that I think is the actual team, the teamwork, the skills that are brought together. We talked about the need for diversity of skills right. and team before. Um, yeah, you can bring in any amount of bias or um, a lack of understanding if you just have a skills gap maybe in your team or just one person working in isolation. Yeah, 
Yeah, you've hit, hit another one here. So, yeah, the science, the team who under, have that scientific knowledge um, or, or don't, maybe, you know, it's yeah. such a big subject. You can have a team of 15 people and maybe you don't have coverage of, you know, uh, transformers in NLP, you know, deep learning neural networks. It, it, it requires a huge degree of expertise in a really broad area. So, yeah. and, and, I, and I'm going to roll into this as well. Not just the, the not just the coverage of the scientific method, but also the ways of working with that scientific method. You know, are yeah. you are you a team that goes? I want to go down this rabbit hole. I'm not going to come out <laughs> yeah. until until I've extracted every last percentage of goodness. Or are you a team that is 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 prepared to do maybe quite a shallow investigation initially, and then and then deepen it as necessary? Because I think a lot of the reason some projects go go south is is when individuals maybe decide they're going to just go go after one particular problem that's fascinating them and not actually focus on on the big picture and the science becomes sort of almost more interesting than the business problem and that can yeah. be a bit of a a bit of an issue I've seen <laughs> certainly yeah yeah it can suck people in yeah it can it can Good stuff. This is going really well. This is this is this isn't going to be too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got lots. We've got science. We've got data. We've got stakeholders. What do we think? Where else um, we... One bit we were talking about there made me think of deployment, like getting what you've built deployed in the business and productionization. And one of those skills gaps could be the ability to actually get a model like automated, whether it's versioned and tested and actually implemented then for your user whoever that might be stakeholder customer yep 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 it's uh, absolutely the there are many issues around this and this is probably not one this is probably several uh reasons but if, if you don't have good engineering capability within within or adjacent to your team or within your project if you're working in a, a cross-functional team then then you, it's it's going to be a real struggle and you know, t- data science teams that have good engineers within them are, are always more capable, I think, and are in, in a much stronger position to just to demo what they've done to stakeholders yeah. quicker. And then if you get demos, then you get feedback, you get feedback, you get improved product, you get all of that virtuous circle stuff going on, don't you? Something I call out particularly in this, which is a bit of a curse for the data scientist sometimes, which is that, that you're working on a, a problem, you're developing a model, it's, it's a really nice model and it but it it's quite computationally intensive and and I've seen this several times whereby the the data scientist pulls out the the solution after maybe half an hour or an hour's worth of processing from their yeah. from their model and and well you you know guess what happens the 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 stakeholder comes to them and says what an hour I was hoping that was going to take 2 minutes <laughs> You know? yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, or I've only got 10 seconds for that result to come out to, for it to be useful. You know, the engineering doesn't just cover being able to deploy it. It's actually got to be done yeah. in a timely way as well, which is really yeah. hard. I'm just going to run this notebook in my laptop in my locker overnight <laughs> and, then, and then the results come out. Exactly. And of course, you know, this is data science, right? So it tends to, tends to be models which, which are consuming inordinate amounts of data. So, I mean, we're not, you know, the, yeah. there's, there's a big scalability issue to, 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 to address. It's, it's not really one issue. It's probably two. Yeah. And which can be addressed, but yeah. it's not always immediately addressed. Yeah. So, any other guesses? How many? How many two, have I got? You've got four. <laughs> You're doing really well. So it's two to go, and you no false guess. But I have. I haven't said I have, <laughs> no surprises here yet. So <laughs> no, no surprises yet. Maybe overpromising. And what I mean by that is sometimes we say, "Yeah, we'll build you 
Uh, this could be echoing the rabbit hole. We'll build you this amazing machine learning model. Turned out they just needed something quicker. That yeah. demo that you just mentioned needed a demo, needed a quick cycle, needed a deliverable. And something I've heard about, or people have said it, is if you aren't embarrassed by your first demo, then you've demoed too late. <sighs> oh, that's good. So you overpromise something and you end up spending too long. We're just, we're just at that stage with the project at the moment. Yeah. We've got, we, we want to go back to the, the customer really quickly and, and I'm thinking oh but this is so simple it's, got, it's, it's embarrassing <laughs> yeah, yeah sounds like you're right at that yeah. point so we should be doing really yeah. oh, that's a really good point I like that one it's not It's not. I haven't got over promising on my list I, I guess I probably would have rolled that into stakeholder but it's. It, but it yeah. could easily be ways of work but yeah okay but it's good I like it so we alluded to it a little bit I'm going to give you a hint so we alluded to it a little bit with the sca- the scaling issue because if if a computation is needed in a particular time, it's usually needed for a, for a reason, right? Oh, is this um, outlining the problem from the outset? Right, 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 right. So this is this is what what is it feeding into, right? What what is what is the oh, downstream gotcha. look yeah. like? What is the decision um, or, that we're actually influencing with our? Yeah, I saw I saw a nice thread on LinkedIn a couple of days ago where a guy was going, oh, you know, so so often. So often people are using their data science teams to generate insight. And, you know, what, what really does that achieve? You know, if, you, if you're putting your insights into a dashboard or a... And he said, you know, well, it, what I'll tell you exactly what happens. You produce some nice graphs and they get put into a PowerPoint deck. And then a month later, it gets presented as a meeting. It's like, well, you're already a, you're already, already a month behind the curve uh, when you do that. But probably two or three, given how long it took to run the tool and then get it get it across to somebody. So, yeah. you know, if you want impact from a data science team, you've got to design the forward process that takes that science and you know show which decision is going to be influenced by it, and therefore, of course, show the impact that then comes from that. I like that. That's a big yeah. one for me. I definitely preach that one a lot. <laughs> I was thinking of something similar when we were talking about stakeholder engagement about the roadmap that along that roadmap that you're talking about to get impact, there will also be a bunch of like gate points or decision points that may have a stakeholder who needs to be brought in um, mm. and get their buy-in for the value to be driven. I yeah. like that, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's, there's, there is overlap in these. So, I mean, the stakeholder engagement yeah. with the, with the decision, with the impact. These are, these, of course, are all critical things that, that play together. Not, none of these tend to sit in isolation. So, the last one we have, we have five now. We've got, we've got one more to get. It's, it's, a, it's a slightly fiddly one, and it depends on the industry that you come from as to whether you care about this or that you, everyone cares about it. But whether it's toppermost in your mind, I think. Mm, interpretability. Ah, uh, no. Poss- yeah, actually, I, think you might, I, I might have to just give that to you. Oh, yeah. Okay, interpretability usually means that you want to know why. And if you want yes. to know why the tool is producing the decision, typically there's a regulator sitting not a million miles away from you saying, you have to show me why you've made that decision. Very Maybe good. in, a, in yeah. a medical healthcare setting or in a in an ethical governance setting or in a, in a statutory setting, you know, there are lots of industries, yeah. finance, for instance, where, where there is a huge regulation framework that has to be not just, not just carefully curated and adhered to, but it has to be shown to be adhered to. You've really got to make sure that you're 
compliant with your regulator, with your industry, with your even with your company policies, of course. So all of that has to be part of part of writing the tool. And and you know, any data scientist will know if they've done this for any length of time that you fast become very, very aware of and then expert in the regulatory uh, frameworks that you're, you're operating under. Yeah, that's really interesting. So there's one last one last challenge, which I think for me... Oh, no, is I the... just want my prize. <laughs> yeah, you get your prize. You get your prize. Okay, so it's not a challenge anymore. It's really just to get a, 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 a last question. There. So yeah. the, the, those, are, those, I reckon, are the not-so-micro reasons for why data science projects fail. But there's... There's something which I think ties all of these together and the companies that succeed have it and the companies that, that struggle anyway, shall we say, are, are ones which maybe don't have this this particular property. You, you want to hazard a guess as to what that might be? Oh, like I want to say investment from the top. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's 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 basically culture, I think, because you've got to... Very good. Yeah. You've, got, you, you've yeah. got to have that dis- cultural desire to embrace what can be, I think, a really radical departure from your usual ways of working, and 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 also you'd be reasonably comfortable with quite 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 abrupt change in the way that you do things, and that can be a big struggle for some companies. I think uh, I've yeah. certainly I've both worked for and 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 seen at a distance companies that have really struggled with that cultural standpoint where get, getting change into into the company and uh, adopting this new technology disruptive technology and it is highly disruptive sometimes can be a real struggle for them i don't know if you've had any experiences like that yeah that point you just said about disruption is pretty key and i've heard people talk about needing to embed an allowance for curiosity and the psychological safety that comes with being okay with not so much failing but experimenting and your experiments may not deliver but that's why you ran the experiment to see what needs to change and any aspect of all the points we've hit on could be what needs to change i i love that an allowance for curiosity i think that's a really nice phrase it it ties up very nicely with how a lot of good teams execute their projects which is to say they don't say we will produce this model and it will do this they say can we produce a model which actually impacts the company with 5% you know improvement in whatever metric and and you know it's just as okay to come out with a a no to that question as it is to, with a with a yes to that question because you know it both outcomes are likely right yeah very good ah oh, that's been really enjoyable well, I guess I think it's safe to say that, you know, culturally Data Cafe has uh, has ticked all the right boxes. We're still going after a year. We have we have a high allowance for curiosity on this show. So Yes, uh, very much so. So uh, looking forward to what the future holds. Thanks for joining us today at the Data Cafe. You can like and review this on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. Or if you'd like to get in touch, you can email us, jason at datacafe.uk or jeremy at datacafe.uk or on Twitter at datacafe podcast. We'd love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. Cool, can I? I can shout bingo. You can shout bingo. Bingo! Yeah, excellent.